0: Hello everybody welcome back to another episode of public speaking tips on the public speaker podcast this is part three for our different types of speeches for public speaking podcast series and this part is about persuasive speeches so I hope this podcast persuades you to learn more about persuasive speeches that was really bad it's okay enjoy the podcast so persuasive speeches essentially persuasive speeches are what they sound like right they are trying to persuade an audience to believe something or care about something. The distinction between a persuasive speech and an informative speech is that an informative speech cares about informing the audience about something. There is not that much of an emphasis of getting the audience to believe or necessarily act in one way based upon the information they receive, but a sole objective to deliver that information from them. And then maybe whatever reaction you get after they get that information is meaningful, but the intent is not to get a specific reaction. In the context of a persuasive speech, the intent of what you're trying to do is make sure that you persuade your audience in a way that gets them to believe or care about the things you want them to believe or care about and use whatever you're talking about in the speech to be able to convey that message to them. Persuasive speeches have been used throughout history and they've not always been used for the most amazing things, right? The, the power of influence is... Uh, not always good. It can also be bad, right? There is no objective good or bad nature of influence but the fact is influence is influence and influence can influence people to do some good or bad things. So a persuasive speech is a very powerful tool because if you have the power to influence people, you have the power to impact people writ large and If you're going to impact people, you know, the question then becomes, are you impacting them in the right way? Are you persuading them to believe the right things? What is the right thing? All of that is up for debate. But nonetheless, throughout history, there are some objectively bad things that intent persuasive speeches have been used to do. But there's also some really good things as well. So if you understand how to construct a, a productive... Persuasive speech and know the elements of a persuasive speech you get a better chance of ultimately Influencing an audience to be persuaded by what you care about or what you want them to care about and then communicate your message to them Because when you're giving a persuasive speech you're essentially challenging an audience Core set of beliefs that they already have and that's hard because uh, what you're gonna be talking about will obviously be something pretty Controversial because if the audience has a core belief about it that means it definitely is polarizing which means if you're challenging a polarized uh, belief system or set of values that someone believes in and you're trying to persuade them in one way or another, the people who agree with you will care about you, the people who disagree with you, it'll be hard to persuade them, right? So a persuasive speech, just because you're trying to get someone from one s- side of the aisle to the other, is what makes it so much more difficult, whereas and in an informative speech, you're just presenting the information you're giving it, and then how it's interpreted, potentially you can influence, but mostly it's going to be based upon the audience and how they receive and get the information. For a persuasive speech, you are the person who is in charge of delivering the information in a way that persuades your audience, which is a lot different than just providing the information in a way that engages the audience. Engagement and persuasion are different. Engagement is getting them to care about what you have to say, even if it's just for a couple minutes. Persuasion is getting them to look internally and challenge their own set of beliefs, about what they think about the world or informing them about something new that gets them to believe in what you've taught them or what you've told them that now allows them to align with your viewpoint. It's a lot more difficult to get people to change or to to think the way you wanna think. It's a lot easier to just tell them information and allow them to interpret it the way they want. This means that when you're preparing a persuasive speech, you should expect people to disagree with you. You should expect people to have different viewpoints. And one of the ways to to counteract that or try to work that into your speech is to address the counter argument. So if you know that there is a counter argument that is very pre- prevalent for whatever you're talking about, it would behoove you to be able to talk about that counter argument in the midst of your speech even if you bring it up su- subtly and then be able to talk about why that argument potentially is not true or not necessarily correct. Uh, it, it, it is important because if you know that there's already a lot of people who disagree with you in your audience, it, it would it's like addressing the elephant in the room if, if people disagree with you then you might as well bring it up and be ready to have that debate inside of your own speech so there are three main types of persuasive speeches the first one is one of fact the second one is a policy and the third is a value i got some of these examples from my website i'll link them in the description below uh examples of questions of fact uh so two of them will the stock market rally in 2010 And did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone in assassinating President John F. Kennedy? So these are examples of questions of fact because the question then becomes of the actual fact of did the stock market rally? Did this person kill the other person? What is the truth of that fact? The reason it becomes a persuasive speech is because you're trying to persuade the audience to believe in that fact using numbers, data, evidence, whatever you have to get them to be able to believe. And if you're in 2009 and you're saying, will the market rally in 2010, and you say yes or no, at that point now you have to persuade an audience to believe why it's yes or no. Or if you're arguing against a conspiracy theory that someone else also assisted in killing someone else, you have to argue and persuade an audience to believe in one thing or another, which is why it becomes a question of fact, but it also becomes, which is just like a direct yes or no, but it also becomes a question of how you persuade an audience to believe in that yes or in that no, given it might be a certain type of factor or a different type of objective set of values. Then we have examples of questions of policy. So one is should pro athletes have mandatory tests for performing and enhancing drugs? And second is are smokers being unfairly singled out for higher taxation? So these are two questions of policy that have a lot of, you know, two various different perspectives and arguments under both types of perspectives. But regardless of the perspectives and, variety of, of opinions, you are trying to persuade an audience to believe in yes or no about should people be singled out for a taxation, should people get drug tested, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you have examples of questions of value. So do people have the right to choose to die with dignity? That is a question of value, of, of our set of beliefs. And second is should dog fights be legalized, right? That is also another question of like how as a society do we feel about this certain action being legalized or it happening? What is the value system that we judge upon that? So usually you'll know if something is a fact, policy, or value type of speech based upon the topic that you're talking about. If it's a little bit more philosophical in nature, if it's more of an ought or should evaluation of a statement or question, that is more in the realm of morality, more in the realm of what as a society do we value. If it's more of a question of like legislative and political things and things that affect future generations, you would expect those to be more policy oriented because those have impacts and consequences that actually impact an entire generation and are influenced by the consequences of particular political administrations. When it comes to fact, it's just a question of did something happen, yes or no? And if you're asking it before it happens, you have to persuade an audience to believe it might happen, might not. If you're looking back on it, you have to persuade an audience that it did happen and explain why it did or it didn't, which is a question of fact. Fact, policy, and value have little distinctions between them, but if you recognize what type of persuasive speech you're trying to build, i.e., are you trying to convey the audience to believe in a policy, or you try to state a fact to an audience and prove why that fact is true, or are you, start, are you trying to influence the audience's political beliefs or value systems or things that they care about in the context of morality, then you can formulate your speech a lot more differently in order to persuade an audience based upon it being a fact, policy, or value type of speech.